This is part two of the episode All Roads Lead to God. You can find part one on Spotify or any other streaming services. Um, I know some people who, who say, well, Lou, why do you believe in God so heavily when, when you got cancer, when you got hit by, you know, that kind of thing? Well, the fact that I believed in him, like, and I knew that I would get through this, strengthened my faith. It didn't weaken it. It strengthened it. Because if I didn't have that, what would I have? I know I have the love of my family and all, but I needed something more, especially when I was alone, when my family couldn't be there. And so I knew I had something, you know, someone with me. So that kept me going. That's actually a pedagogical system that God uses. You know, everybody has, like Nana said, the yin and the yang, but it's actually we have good and evil inside each one of us because our souls were stained by original sin. So our existence, our entire existence is this dwelling between the two forces and who will prevail, you know? But you give more attention to, yeah, yeah. It prevails, the good or the evil. That's why God gave us free will. So we're entitled to have choices and to learn from from the choices. There's always something good from a bad situation, from a bad experience. How do you see other religions? Well, I I know some people tend to see other religions as someone different from me, someone, you know, uh, wrong. Um, They tend to judge more. They tend to say, well, okay, that's yours, but mine is right. Yours is wrong. Something like that. And this is something that we're doing with everything these days. We're polarizing. Okay. Either you're a Republican, either you're a Democrat. Either you're this, either you're that, either you're black or white or whatever. And, you know, this is one of the, in my opinion, this is one of the greatest, I don't know if the word is disease, but a weakness that we have in human beings to judge others, you know, as inferior to what we believe. I mean, it's so egotistical. It's it's huge. You know, this is our ego speaking, telling others that they're not as good as we are. So uh, I don't follow that line. I have no problems with other religions. I love reading about all religions because I love God. We have to see the differences and the diversity as something positive. Positive. Yeah, something we should be uniting. Good. Yeah. How amazing is to have different people in this world. This is yeah. Great. Imagine if everyone was like the same, wearing the same colors, you know, eating the same food. How boring. (laughs) It's awesome. It's amazing to have different people who believe in different perspectives. That is the the true meaning of diversity, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the true meaning of love. It's love. If you respect, you love. Well, I am glad there are so many religions for people to choose from. I love that diversity of religions. And I think one will fit just fine for someone. The other won't fit as well. But it will fit enough. It's great. I think the more the merrier. Wonderful. Okay. So do you go to church regularly? And if so, what is the best part of going to church? Or I should say being at church. I used to go to church regularly, but now I don't anymore. But you know what? Actually, the fact that going to like a built construction of, you know, did not change my faith in God at all. And as the Bible says, like we are the temple. Like literally our body and our soul is the temple. 
That's, that's why we have to treat our bodies, go to the doctor, yeah. not, try not to get sick, what you eat, uh, what you wear. It's not being sexist. It's just that you have to respect your body because you're temple of God, temple of the Holy Spirit. But if you ask me, like, and do you like going to church? Yeah. I do. I do like going to church. My both kids, they are doing their first communion. They study in a Catholic school here in, in Toronto. I see God as our relationship. As I told you, like, he's my best friend. It's more than our religion. It's, it's a friendship. It's, it's a relationship. I used to go, especially when I was more a Catholic, you know, my mother was a huge Catholic person, churchgoer, you know, had saints around the house, you know, very dedicated to her religion. And I still like churches as the building. I like the atmosphere of it, right? Yeah. But going to a mass per se, not anymore nowadays. I don't. Mm -hmm. I do pray a lot at home. I have my own yeah. altar here at home, <laughs> my pagan mm -hmm. altar. But sometimes I just like getting in a church just to feel the atmosphere because it is so nice, you know. Peaceful. It's peaceful, yes. And I think everybody leaves a little bit of their energy there. I don't know. Yeah. You know it's, it's something for yeah, yeah. that is in really a positive cool. vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a spiritual community. Yeah, yeah it gives exactly. you a, a sense, a feeling of being in a community spiritually. Yeah. So the atmosphere. Yeah. That's, is that's nice. where the feeling of belonging comes from because you feel comfortable in that community, being with those people. Yeah. Worshipping the same God, connecting with the same God, especially mm -hmm. in the Catholic uh, religion, because we have the sacrifice of Jesus. And at church, you hear the word of God. The priest is there. He's Jesus on earth. And he performs in the altar the same sacrifice that Jesus went through in, in Calvary, in, in the cross. And then again, he offers his body and blood. And that's, we have the presence of real Jesus there. And it's so good. He's there for us. And he wants us to receive him in our temple. Mm -hmm. It's not only the spiritual or the mystical experience. It's the physical mm -hmm. experience also because you receive the body and blood of Christ. To the center, it has basically the same things that you have in a Mass. We have the sacrifice, we have the chants, we have the cleaning process, the incense. We don't have a father, per se, but we have the Baba Lusha that can summon the spirits to teach us about their own experiences. Did, I did something wrong when I was alive, and I did some things that I shouldn't have done, but I learned from it, and you can learn from it. And with their experience, they can teach us all. Every religion has their yeah. set of rituals. rituals. And I think that's yeah. the most beautiful. I believe the rituals are so beautiful, no matter what mm -hmm. religion. They have lots of meaning. They have lots of spirituality and lots of teaching. I haven't stepped inside a Catholic church in quite a while. Um, I did uh, go to a Santa Spirita, a spirit, I don't know, spiritual center. Because I feel so flexible in my belief, I don't follow necessarily a religion. I follow a belief. So mm -hmm. I know I have God. I have Jesus Christ. I have even in the Buddhism. I mean, I mix it all up and it's a very, very nice little package. Should someone learn about different religions before choosing one? I think so. 
Yeah, I, I think yeah. so. even though you're even though you're born in a family that yeah. has a religion that follows a church or or a cult or something, I think it's important. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. it was for me to experiment and see yeah. what what feels better, where I fit in better. Yeah, you know, here in Holland, Mari, um, uh, from middle school on, they have religious classes, right? Really, because Juan uh -huh. also studied at a Catholic church, and they did have religious classes. They actually teach different religions. They bring in some, you know, some objects from each one of them. They have, you know, posters and objects about different religions and so on. It's pretty interesting. The world's been forcing Catholic Church to to be more flexible, to bend a little, and to waive certain mm -hmm. certain rules. Yeah, reform to bring a reform. Yeah, right. yeah. So yes. some schools under some uh, religious orders, they might teach about different religions. Yeah, that is Then good. Was, I think that is that is good. Was. Yeah. And yeah. also, and also that can teach tolerance towards somebody yeah. who has a different religion. Exactly. It brings understanding. Yeah. 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 Having a biased education. Nobody wants that. But parents, when they enroll their children in a Catholic school, they, they're kind of supposed to expect yeah. what's coming. That's true. Yeah. Yes. One person that is born, I don't know, a Buddhist or doesn't have the, the chance to choose like it's a baby, should him or her be baptized before he can choose his own religion why not they could then change when later they grow uh -huh. and then when they grow and they learn about different religions and different things they, they can uh yeah make their make up their minds and just follow their hearts i think it's worse if you don't baptize your child and then later they decide to stay catholic and then it's a mess What would happen if he, he's not baptized and when he's, I don't know, he's 18 or 20 or 22 or whatever, and he decides to do so? First, what the church would accept. Mm -hmm. And yeah. second, what would happen to the person, according to the Catholic view, if he, he isn't baptized? Like I was uh -huh. born and I, I wasn't baptized and I was decided to be baptized at 25, for example. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Can the person be baptized uh, at 25 in the Catholic yeah. Church? Absolutely. Yes? Absolutely. At, at any age. At okay. any age. But we believe that if the person, God forbid, dies before being baptized, mm -hmm. they they will not go to heaven. That's why it's best if you're baptized and then later you decide to go to another church, another religion. I see uh, I but see then that. you'll be saved. Your soul will be saved in the meantime. Also, I you see. cannot marry you, in the Catholic Church if you are not, but if you do not have the papers, right? Baptism and uh, no, then you have to take all the sacraments. Divorce is, is not acceptable, but you're not forbidden to attend mass. To you're attend not mass. forbidden to go to yeah. You cannot take the communion because okay. once you marry in church before God, mm. it means that that relationship that that couple will have to be together forever. Like sealed, yeah. Whatever is linked on earth is also linked in the, in the heavens. Divorce means men interfering in that bond. The church does not accept that. However, there are circumstances mm -hmm. in which uh, marriage can be annulled. Something yeah. more serious, like if somebody is a psychopath or one of the spouses is psychopath mentally or ill or for something mentally yeah. ill 
So that marriage yeah. can be annulled and you can remarry in church. If you're divorced, it is mm-hmm. acceptable for you to take community, but you would have to remain chastity. Ah. You cannot have sexual Children. relations in your second ah. marriage. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you do okay. that, that's adultery because oh, you cannot okay. separate oh, from your previous husband, yeah. your previous spouse. From your previous, okay. It's I the see. same thing for people who are attracted to same sex. Mm-hmm. They are accepted in church. They're mm-hmm. they more than welcome to come to church. Mm-hmm. But again, even married couples are mm-hmm. invited to be wise in their sexuality. And if they're not procreating, they do not wish to have children, they should remain chest. If you have a morally, ethically sexual life in your marriage is also required from people attracted to same sex. That rules apply to everyone. Nobody's banned from church. Nobody's mm-hmm. banned from, from church. On mm-hmm. the contrary, everybody's more than welcome. Everybody will be received welcome. with open arms because yeah. they're all children of God. Mm-hmm. So they just have to adequate. One funny fact, I think that was the story of the Church of England, I guess. Henry VIII wanted to annul his... divorce Catherine of Aragon. Yeah, he wanted to annul. The Pope did not give that annulment. So then he said, I'm going to start a church and (laughs) the king will be head of the church. (laughs) Yes, state and, and church are the same thing. The head of the state is the head of the church. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just so easy for him because he just wanted women after women, wife yeah, after yeah. wife. He, he killed half of them because he thought they were unfaithful yeah. and they were cheating on him. He founded the, 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 the Church, Church of England. Of England. Yeah. yeah. But it, right. they, have, they have the same, very same rituals. Okay. They have the wedding. They have communion. They have. Do they uh, accept divorcees then in this case? Because yes, the reason yes. was that they do accept more yes, than the Catholic. They do. And priests can be men and women. Same sex marriage is, is accepted. Okay. I mean, they can have communion. What misconceptions are there about your religion? Okay, then let me start. Since, since my religion is the most, I guess, the most polemic one, but I basically summarize to three points. The, the misconceptions, the first point is about Eshu and Pombajira. The second misconception is about the nature of sacrifice, yeah, the ritual sacrifice and blood sacrifice, in quotes. And the third misconception is about the evil, in quotes, nature of the religion. The first one is the one misconception that people have is the Eshu and Pombajira are basically evil and uh this conception started when the, the Catholic priests were indoctrinating the Indians and the African slaves. And uh, during that indoctrination, the priests realized that the Catholic saints and the Holy Man in Jesus Christ has some relation with the Orishas. Yemanjá and São Sebastião and São Jorge. I, I guess São Jorge is the most famous of all. São Jorge yeah. Ogum, because of the war aspect. And one thing they, they didn't find a relation is to Eshoo. Initially, there was no correlate because the nature of Eshoo is based with sexuality. It's two natures, actually. First, it acts like a messenger, the one who brings the messages from the higher realm, the realm of the spirits, to our realm, the material realm. 
kind of Hermes, Guardian oh Angel, and Mercury. Yes, I know that day too. It would be in Paganist Canunus. Yeah, the horned god. Yes, the horned god, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the second aspect wow. of the Shu and Pumbashira is uh, sexuality. They are, they're not deities, they're entities. It basically teaches us about sexuality, about emotion, about love, not the higher love, but the, the carnal love. They didn't have, at first, a relation to that. There's no saint to that. So the only relation that we can fathom at the time was with the devil because of the original sin, like Mariana said. And for that association, I believe it was the Jesuitas, we got that heritage and the rest is history. But in reality, they, when they come and they talk to us, they talk to us about his experiences, like his sexual experience and all I did something that I was very promiscuous when I was a, a teenager. And then I got several diseases and I got I didn't get love for anybody. So what teaching that I have to give you is not to do that. Or uh, I had a lot of vices. I had a smoking problem. I had a, a gambling problem. I had an alcohol problem. And no, I... I have that those things. I learned to overcome it. And now my teaching to you is to not make the same mistakes that I did. The second misconception relating also to, to a shoe, but not only to a shoe, is the concept of ritual sacrifice. Tough. That <laughs> one is tough. Good luck, Bruno. No, it's actually quite quite simple. The concept of sacrifice, and I believe every every religion has a concept of sacrifice. Catholic, like Mariana said, maybe Christ sacrificed himself. The Old Testament is all yeah. about offering sacrifices, sacrifices in yes. the temple for yes, God. Yes, it is. The very beginning of humanity, the first Jews, the priests, the Levites. I guess the, it was Levites. the Levites. They taught people that their way of worshiping God and loving God was through sacrifice, sacrifice. also. Yeah. Going to the temple mm -hmm. and prayer and sacrifice. And in Mass, you sacrifice the Lamb of God, that is Christ. But in, in African religion, they didn't have that concept of syncretizing the sacrifice. If you want to develop yourself spiritually, that God calls you to, you have to make a sacrifice. And sometimes with uh, an animal, maybe a goat, maybe a lamb, maybe a chicken, a, right? Lots a, of chickens. Chicken. But there's never human sacrifice, right? Oh, no, never human sacrifice. And what happens is after the sacrifice, they prepare the remains of the animal. They prepare it and make it like a guisado for everyone to eat. The animal was blessed with his yeah. sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And now I want to extend his blessing to everyone in mm -hmm. the temple. And I think the difference with the communion in my religion is we accept everyone. If a guy is passing on the street, he wants to eat the, the, the blessed chicken. He can eat. Yeah, and, he anyone. Can. And the last misconception is about that people think the evil nature of the rituals. People do the rituals in graveyards or in, in caves. And if it's evil or not, the people will get the karma for it. It is the same with veganists. I understand that it has a bad rap because there are some religion under paganists that are not very nice. For example, they have the Church of Satan. 
But it's not all pagans' religions, beliefs that are like that. It's not like that. So that is why I think some people who do not understand, they wrap it up everything in one package. So the majority of the religions that I found, they're really loving, kind, inclusive. They They're just doing their own things. They're really not trying to convert anyone. They're just living their life. But I think the biggest misconception under paganism is that they do not believe in God. That is not true. <laughs> I mean, the majority majority of them, great majority, they do believe in a God, a Father, a Creator. They might give some other name, the source. There's a higher power. Great energy. The other misconception is that when the pagan use the word gods, people think that that excludes God, Almighty Creator. And it is not like that. The gods, they are what it is for the Catholic, a saint. Somewhat that similarity. And another misconception is that they do not accept Jesus. Well, again, it really depends on which branch of paganism many solitary witches call themselves Christian witches because their gods, it is Jesus, Mary, St. Francis, you know, and so on, <laughs> so on, so forth. St. George, wow. because they, yeah. that is the pantheon, the gods that they believe is called the pantheon. Yeah. So some yeah, follow like the us. Greek like pantheon, us. some follow the Northern, you know, Viking, whatever pantheons, and some follow the Christian pantheon. They just do their own rituals kind of different. So this is a big misconception that they do not accept Jesus. It depends. I believe that the Church of Satan would not accept, right? So... <laughs> no, their Jesus is another name. Yeah, yeah. So, and another th misconception is that they follow the devil because, as I said, it really depends on which branch of paganism. For the majority, they don't even believe in a devil. So the devil for them is, is not a concept. They think it is something from the Catholic Church or from the Protestant church, but not for them. And what about the Catholic church, Mari? What are the oh. biggest misconceptions? I believe the biggest is the fact that people think we praise images of saints. It's not praising the image. It's just that the image represents either one of the manifestations of Mary. There are different manifestations of Mary. So each one is represented as they're described by the seers. They're the saints, the images of the saints, but they are just representations of these spiritual examples. But all that love and all that praise goes to God mm -hmm. because he created Mary. He created the saints. It's not a physical thing, the, the object, what it represents. It's like a photo, right? A photo of a yeah. person is not Absolutely. the person. You, you, look at the, you look at the photo, you remember the person, yeah. all those, those feelings come I, I guess alive. it's a tool to help you connect mm -hmm. with the, the saint or yeah. with God. It does. It does. It, it, it's like a trigger that connects you. Another misconception is about priesthood. Why women cannot be priests? Because we are a ramification of Judaism. And there was no female spiritual mm -hmm. leader. And it remains so. Catholic Church was founded on the teachings of Jesus. He did not marry. He was not attracted to any women. It's not described anywhere. It's not proven. It's not said. The human priests, they are representatives of Jesus on earth. So they have to act as Jesus. Mm -hmm. So they should be chaste, they should not marry, they should have special preparation for that. Another thing is that 
people think Catholics are kind of lineage. Oh, they don't read the Bible. They don't know the Bible because we don't quote as often as Protestants do. But uh, it's not that we don't know the words of God, the Bible. We do read them, but it's choice. It's free will. You can choose to sit down, read the Bible, study the Bible, or you can do something else. Like in any other religion, but it is mandatory to read the Bible, to learn about the scriptures, to have the guidance because we have the teachings of the church, but mm -hmm. we cannot interpret the Bible. Otherwise, we would be Protestants. They mm -hmm. interpret the Bible themselves. Right. We cannot. That's why we have Pope, we have cardinals, and we have bishops because they are inspired by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit teaches them how to interpret the text, especially the Old Testament. There are prayers that are mandatory, daily prayers that are mandatory, those prayers that we memorize, and there's the improvised prayers mm -hmm. that we talk to God as our best friend. Like we should have a normal conversation, like we would talk to a best friend or to a sister or a brother. You have to have an intimate relation with God. These are the basics, and there's pork eating because most Protestants, they don't eat pork because they interpreted the Bible literally mm -hmm. because there was a passage that there was a man that was possessed by many devils, mm -hmm. many demons, and Jesus came and he exercised and released the man from those demons and put those demons that were in that man in this group of pigs. So the pigs ran and threw themselves in the sea. So that's why they think pork is impure. That was an isolated event. He could have done that with sheep, with uh, cows, yeah. with horses. Yeah. It's just the pigs were round. It was convenient. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't even no know that Protestant didn't eat meat. Pork. 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 Oh, pork. Okay. So what is the main message to take from your religion? We should not think we're miserable, we have a terrible life here, mm -hmm. we're here to suffer. There is a much better life after this one. Mm -hmm. This life here means not so much. It's our growth, our development. But if we follow what Jesus taught us and we follow the commandments and we listen to the requests of the Virgin Mary in every manifestation, ask us to pray the rosary daily. The Virgin Mary, our mother, asked us to pray the rosary every single day. So we're here to mature, to prepare, to learn, to grow for the, for the best. Bruno, what about you? What is the main message uh, uh, to take from your religion? The, I believe that's the toughest question of the <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but to me, my religion, the most important message is first, you're not alone. You're not alone. You always have a group of infinitely intelligent people to assist you, whether you see it or not, whether you hear it or not. You always have people to help you. It's okay to make mistakes because in my belief, my religion, that's what we're here for. We're here to learn. Like the prodigal son, to do our mistakes and with that mistakes, we go back to the, the father. Repent and change. Yeah. yeah. And and I believe that the spirits that show themselves to us, they're here to do that. They'll always help you with you, even to give you a way to go back to the Father. 
you can be a better person. And when your time comes and you go from this earth, you'll lead you back to him. Very beautiful. It's the same here with paganism. Right. I think the biggest message is that we are all connected among us and with the higher source, with God. And that's why if we hurt one, the consequences <gasps> is for everybody. Thank you so much. I'm very, very grateful for you guys to be here. It was a wonderful sharing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yes. Oh, time is up for today, but we will be back with more episodes on different religions so you can explore what we didn't have time for today. So make sure you stay tuned. Every Thursday, an episode is out just for you. Thank you. Thank you, Bruno. Thank you, Mariana. Thank you, Lucia. Thank you, Ale. Thanks, everybody. It was lovely to have you here and we'll see you soon. Bye guys. See ya. Bye.